five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're going to talk about salience today, which is a big word that Mark Ritson throws around a lot, and uh, postmodernism, and um, a lot of other rabbit trails, <laughs> which I hope you all enjoy. Stick with me and like and share. Give it a share. Uh, that's important. I don't know why, because <laughs> otherwise we won't have any reach or salience. Okay, so let's get over to the news, right? But before we do, we're going to watch the new Belvedere commercial with Daniel Craig. We're not going to watch the whole thing because it's 2 minutes and 35 seconds. But here's the beginning of it. What's he thinking? What's he looking out over? Monaco, perhaps? Starting two members. I just got here. The party's stupendous. I'm just spending. I bought out the whole bar. I'm just changing. Maybe it's wrong. I can burn down. Then he goes on and dances around his hotel for a while. Yeah, I'm saying it's the lift. Let's go again. Just be yourself. Belvedere Vodka. Okay, so so we're going to come back to that in a minute. There's only so much dancing I can take. And uh, yes, uh, according to Mark Ritson, everybody's seen that. I'm not sure that's true, but let's go on to the regular news. Okay, so uh, according to Marketing Brew, a lot of people are um, are starting to take note of... Uh, Small format magazines, which are supposed to be sales-oriented. This is one by Oatly, which is that fake milk. Uh, I don't mind that stuff. I kind of like it. I've never really liked milk, even though I grew up in America's Dairyland. I love cheese, but I don't like milk. Uh, but anyway, so a lot of a lot of brands came up with these things in the last few years. Uh, Airbnb had pineapple and Airbnb magazine. Uber had momentum. Arriving now and vehicle, okay, but um, only a handful of these brand magazines seem to remain in circulation. And here's the problem: branded magazines aren't great at driving sales. I remember when, uh, that's according to Polly Wong, president of Bellardi Wong, um, and that's the only quote in there from Polly. <laughs> that's kind of funny. Uh, I was hoping she had more to say here. Um, I remember when Chrysler. Uh, came to me and said, uh, "We want to do a we want to do a, a a catalog that's related to our uh, our uh, minivan members club, which they had just launched." And uh, I said, "You know, I'm not sure you're going to sell anything with that. <laughs> I don't know if everybody uses minivans in the same way, or if they care about their." Uh, you know, identifying with your brand. They just want to lug their kids around. <laughs> you know, if they wanted, uh, if we had a president of Miglosh Marketing for a while and we gave him a company car and he bought some really snazzy, fast sports car, which he then totaled, and then his wife made him buy a minivan. I don't think he liked the minivan as much. Uh, anyway, um, so now... Uh, Oatly and Recess and Jones Soda are 
going toward unbranded publications. But it's a neat little format, and by choosing the zine format, he said, it had a purposeful pivot away from what he did. This is the guy who did the, this is, let's see, what's his name here? Bob, Bob I guess it's Bob Blair, CEMO of Jones Soda. And he'd come from that experience with Uber, um, or with Airbnb, rather. And so Mary Zine will be available for pickup in California where Mary Jones is sold. Um, and the contents include, uh, this is like uh, marijuana, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Photojournalism essays, okay. And, but, you know, the way this thing works, uh, one benefit of a zine from a cost standpoint, I don't have to make it fancy to make it effective, he said. Now, how do you measure effectiveness? So Oatly's sending out 10,000 copies of that print version to Oatly's independent coffee shop partners. Okay, uh, you know, I think the best way to want, run that, I mean, we did, I could pull it out of my pro, profile, but we had a client that was selling uh, import-export forms. And, you know, the the way those worked at the, at the time was you could get, you could get a pad of a hundred for like a dollar and they were selling, but they were selling integrated forms for, you know, $10 per form. But if you had a million dollar desalinization machine sitting on a dock because the, because somebody had made a typo on one of those independent forms, uh, the $10 was worth it. And so I said, you know, you ought to put out a Magalog, which is kind of the same idea, but tell the stories of disaster, of import-export disasters. <laughs> and uh, and it worked really well for a while. I don't know what happened to them. That was a long time ago, but they really seemed to like it at the time. Um, I still have one of their mugs around here someplace. Uns and Company was the name. Um, so I'm kind of a fan, and I like this format, but you want to put some merchandising in, ask for the order, some offer, <laughs> something uh because people are looking for that they're thinking well why did i get this and and what can i do with it and you know now that i am excited what do i do so put a qr code and send them to your landing page okay now let's oops let's get over to the to the main point of today which is that there's a new phase in marketing and it's resulting in empty but effective advertising this i think is really good as always as always, Mark Ritson. Okay, so he starts out with a splendid new long-form video ad for Belvedere Vodka that's going around this week. And, you know, it was very easy to find. And uh, he gives an outline of what happens, but you saw most of that. He, <laughs> he climbs in and out of a Rolls Royce. And uh, within a few short hours, it has become culturally predominant. Okay, and here's the the end where he has this special refrigerator for Belvedere Vodka. But what does it actually mean? And this is the catch right here. What's the initial look all about? The strange dancing, the 80s jacket, the DC jewelry. What does it say about Belvedere? What's the link between Paris? Oh, it's Paris, okay. And the brand, between brand and celebrity. Does Daniel Craig even eat Bel or drink Belvedere in real life? Will consumers care when he's endorsed so many other beverages in his celebrity past? Why does it end like that? It's got a comedy ending. But basically, as far as I can tell, the meaning of the the, the meaning of the 
uh, of the commercial, if you get to the end, was that he hated making the commercial. But at the end, he gets to drink the vodka. <laughs> and the he and the director go out to some club afterwards. And that was the that was it was like, now that's finally over. And uh, so Ritson goes on. The answer to these 20th century questions is the same. It does not matter. This ad made almost a quarter. This is an ad made almost a quarter century into a new millennium, and more than 30 years after David Akers published *Managing Brand Equity*. Okay, so there's this book, and I haven't read it. That's why I listen to Mark Ritson because I, I don't have that strong a background in all these esoteric, uh, philosophical pictures of marketing. But it represents the current millennium, milieu, milieu. That's probably a French word. It's an engaging, attractive, uber cool slice of nothing. It's all about signifiers. Not only is it all signified, not only is all signified meaning absent, <clears throat> it was never meant to signify anything in the first place. <laughs> it's a lack of any relation to reality. Right. There's there all it is is s sort of symbolism strung together. And I'm an expert on this. Um, one of my very first movies back when we actually had to shoot film uh, was in about 1972. Yes, it was 72. I, you say I didn't know you were that old. Yes, it was for the it was for the independent an independent study uh, in my senior year of high school, which really was basically just goofing around. And based on the based on the on the production time and quantity of the long form of war and peace, we uh, we were told we had to produce 20 minutes of film for the English department at my high school. And we were doing pretty well. We had a lot of weird stuff, but we were really committed to the idea of let's shoot something that looks symbolic and looks meaningful, but has no meaning whatsoever. And to, to kick it off, we needed about five minutes more of film, and we didn't have it. And we didn't want to, you know, we didn't want to come up short here. And so somehow we got the idea to take take white paper and put it on the floor and pour paint into it, into a puddle. And we painted and we poured black paint and dripped it out as slow as we could, you know. And then we poured white paint into the black paint. And then we had a little drop of red come in at the end. And we played the music. We played, uh, I think it was Bing Crosby singing Just a Gigolo. <laughs> You'll never get a show like this. You'll never see a show like this. <laughs> so anyway, we were just trying to keep a straight face while we were presenting all this to the uh, to the English department. The entire English department faculty was there from the high school and anybody else who wanted to come. And uh, they gave us an A plus for the semester, and um, but the 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 crowning the crowning achievement was after we were as we were walking out, one of the English teachers stopped us and he said, "I really really liked this. This was fantastic. Way better than we would have ever expected. But how did you get the paint to go into the shape of a man and woman embracing?" <laughs> You know, and it was everything 
you could do to not laugh in his face, and I don't remember what he, what we said, but this is where we're at today, and as I said, we pioneered this, <laughs> but we never told the English department. We just want to goof around and basically do nothing. Uh, anyway, so um, this is where we're at in marketing as well. <laughs> Because just because an ad is devoid of significance does not mean it will be devoid of impact. Absolutely right. We got an A. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we live in a time where presence, where presence, salience, and even the briefest burst of attention is the highest marketing priority. And just getting anyone to listen to a sentence is valuable a valuable achievement. You know, my style consultant says, there's actually people that listen to your show. I said, I don't know if that's true. But, you know, she said, I'd rather have a dozen people who actually listen than have 100,000 people who just, you know, click on it and go away. Anyway, so Belvedere will win Christmas because it got people thinking without any ultimate semantic goal about Belvedere. In fact, I think the ending, if you get to the ending, is sort of tongue-in-cheek against significance in vodka advertising. Um, bringing a brand, bring the brand to mind among as many people as often and as positively as possible, and you will win growth. Vodka is a drink that can be literally made from anything, <clears throat> which me and which is meant to smell and taste of nothing. <clears throat> it's the hyper-reality beverage. And this is where I differ from Ritson, which I usually do. Anyone who tells you they have a favorite vodka is writing I know nothing in red lipstick across their forehead in wonky letters in front of you. And of course, that's probably true with the name brand vodkas. Although I have to say, one of my friends, Danny, gave me a taste, a shot of Boris Yeltsin's, no, I think it was Mikhail Gorbachev's favorite vodka, his personal vodka. <clears throat> and I have to say, that was unlike any beverage I've ever had. And it warmed you up, and there was no burn. It was, and I think I just, you know, they told me, just throw back the shot. And that's usually not very pleasant with vodka or tequila or some of those things. You know, they'll, they're very harsh often. And but this wasn't. This was, this was unbelievable. And you know, call me up and say hello and tell me you want to hear the vodka story of how I got a shot of Mikel. And this was this is this is a premier brewer, uh, distillery in Russia. But this particular level of their of their vodka is not available. <laughs> to buy <laughs> and this was a gift directly from Mikhail Gorbachev or or yeah Mikhail Gorbachev to my friend Danny and I can explain why but I won't right now okay so BrewDog I was going to do a follow-up on BrewDog because all kinds of marketers have called out BrewDog and I did a little bit you know because they 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 they're calling out the hypocrisy of the Qatar or Keter depending on how you say it, um, World Cup soccer, when they, you know, they don't treat their employees the best, according to glass ceiling or whatever it's, glass door or back door or whatever it is. And, uh, you know, they, they're, it, that, you know, the hypocrisy has been called out that they're still selling their beer to 
Ketter and their, you know, all this stuff. <laughs> but you know what? They get attention. And uh, Mark actually said that they once offered a, they once offered ten solid gold beer cans in a contest that neglected to award even a single solid gold beer can. <laughs> to make up for this error, the brewery launched a new contest for the chance to win a diamond-encrusted solid gold beer can. <laughs> and none have yet surfaced, and they don't care. <laughs> they just want to get in the news. you know. And there are some politicians who are reminiscent of that, who are able to get salience without necessarily much content. <clears throat> There is no meaning other than the celebration of the lack of it. Now, I don't think this is the only way to market, right? Although, if you read Confessions of an Ad Man by David Ogilvy, you know, and he talks about the Hathaway shirt ad where he happened to stop at a pharmacy for something and he picked up an eye patch and, and that eye patch got the attention and instantly, you know, doubled or tripled the size of this, of this uh, 100-year-old shirt maker. Anyway, which was then bought by uh, an entrepreneur finance finance guy who then doubled the price that he got for it in a year. But anyway, uh, you know, getting attention, getting salience, getting people to talk about it, making it so weird. You know, Andrew Ettinger puts on a weird hat and does these crazy videos and he gets a lot more attention than I do. I, I, my, ha my hair was just like poof this morning. I said, maybe I should do videos like that. It would get more attention. People would wonder what was up. But anyway, don't worry about BrewDog and their hypocrisy. <laughs> Hypocritical bastards. Burn them, burn them. Mark concludes with, uh, it's marketing works better than most. They do two, good th two things well. They make good beer and they also get attention. And uh, trade out, tra and you know, people, he also makes the point that people are sick of all the pompous, um, you know, we're cleaner than anybody else, we're more altruistic than anyone else, we're, you know, we're the most eco-friendly brand. It's like, make good beer. Make good beer and make funny commercials, and you're probably all we're we're probably all happy with it. So the game of is empty salience, okay? Partly because of an exhausted post consumer post COVID consumer that has done enough soul searching for one decade. Partly because marketers now realize it was always way important than any of us initially thought, and partly because whatever emerges from the reptile part of the brain is rationalized by its monkey bits. <laughs> okay, a dancing Daniel Craig means nothing, but it will sell a shit ton of vodka. <laughs> Brewdog's reputation of Qatar 2022 is empty, inconsistent, and ultra-effective. Okay? Smile Baldriard once wrote, this is a guy who wrote on postmodernism in his masterwork, America, and others will smile back. Smile to show how transparent, how candid you are. Smile if you have nothing to say. Most of all, do not have the fact, do not hide the fact that you have nothing to say. 
nor your total indifference to others. That's what you, it takes to do live streaming every day. Let this emptiness, this profound indifference, shine out spontaneously in your smile. And on that note, thank you, Mark Ritson. Have a great day. Give it a share. You won't see another marketing video like this today. Bye-bye.